It's party time, Mom, on a Wednesday. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. Let me sit up in my seat and act like I'm here. Oh, my gosh. Chris, I don't know, man. I don't want to talk about anything. I don't want to talk about politics. Like, that's all we've done. Ever. That's all I we've ever like done. That's, that's fair. At like, I never once. ask you about, like, your animals. Okay, what you got? I don't know. I mean, like, how, how are your pets? Well, Chris, I, do you have pets? Do we even know each other? Uh, we do. I got some pets. You want me to come sit next to you? I mean, you, if you want. Do you want me to come sit next to you? Let's talk about okay. it at the break. Let's talk about it. You, or you come now. I don't know I if Mark has to reset yeah. the camera. I'm fine. I, I know. I watch Mark. I, I see his. I see his OCD act up. You know, whenever whenever that happens, and and I'm always the kind of guy who's like, I don't care. Woo! I am. I know. I'm tired. I'm tired. That's. Uh, we've been through a lot. We've been through a lot, a lot of coverage, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I could tell you this. This is my takeaway from yesterday, and this is all I'm going to say. Okay. There's a lot of pissed off people in the world. <laughs> Either way. I mean, you, you yeah. can't make them all happy. You can't. Yeah, no. At this stage in the game, Chris, I don't think you can make anybody happy. No. No, you can't. And, and I feel like your show takes this route of not dealing with the day of crap. And then make it think about like critical thinking. That's what I try. Yeah. Because if you overanalyze what happened last night or what's been coming all the way to 2022 leading up to this, you'll go crazy. You go yeah. Paul Pelosi crazy. <laughs> <laughs> or Paul Pelosi's attacker crazy. Who knows? The whole world's going crazy. Oh, what do any of us know at this point, man? Well, back I, to my pet question, because I need to answer that one. So I got five chickens. Yeah, 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 yeah. Five laying hens. I got some meat rabbits. Thanks to your friend uh, that... Uh, Clint Emerson. Clint, uh, I read his book. Where did me- you get meat rabbits? Uh, Facebook. Really? You yeah. Just, just go on the Facebook marketplace? Facebook and, marketplace. Got I me think some you meat rabbits. sell live animals through. You can't. But if you ask the right questions, you know, like when you go to the bathroom and you slide the briefcase and then you, you double tap your feet, the rabbit comes out. Okay. Yeah. So if you do that, you get the rabbits. I got a tortoise in the backyard. Yeah. You got a big turtle. I got two huskies. You got a lot of mouths to feed, dude. A lot. But here's the thing. Full circle. They eat the chickens. They'll feed you back. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I got it. Maybe I need some chickens. Dude, I say I have not bought eggs about six months now. Yeah. It's I, so good. You folks watching or listening to the show, you think I'm kidding when I say I don't want to talk about politics, but let me just tell you, I don't. The, yeah. uh, I, I went to the store. The other day. I've been buying brown eggs, like the big- Oh, the large bailo. brown eggs, yeah. Yeah, yeah big brown eggs. Uh, those are, they're like a tougher shell. Like they're harder to they crack. Are. It's, and, it's, it's, at the beginning, I had to uh, crack them a little bit harder. Yeah, and then you get all the eggshells and uh, I was. So and what's upset. funny is is the yolk is a, a far it's brighter, brighter. Yeah. Dude, we've been fed nonsense, garbage, nonsense. I'm so happy that you're doing keto. I haven't I haven't had a carbohydrate in a month, dude. How you How you feel? Nah, you look I feel great. great. You look great. I feel great. I uh, I I you know I don't know I I do what you know. Hot news. Natalie used to always say when I would start losing weight, she'd say you need to work out or you're just going to be skinny fat. And because uh, you, you're just a, you're the same shape, you're just a smaller version of yourself. Okay. And so I'm kind of at that stage right now. But you know, I, I I walk a lot and I expend a lot of energy on the go. But 
I got to get back in the spin class and do some stuff. But yeah, thanks for saying that. I, uh, I haven't had a carbohydrate. Carbohydrates, that's a thing of the past for me. It's just a thing of the past. So I are never, you done? I, I'm this just done. done. I, I'm, never, I'm never eating like bread. I, like I'll eat whole grain maybe in small doses in, in the years to come. In microdosing? Yeah, I'll microdose a little whole grain. But I never, I'm never going back to it, man, just simply because of how much better I feel. And we got to get Dr. Mark Sherwood back on here yeah. and talk about that. But like the arthritis in my elbows, it's been chronic pain for two years. Gone. Gone. In a month. Well, yeah, dude. It was literally gone in a couple and of days. No medication, no nothing. You just nothing. stop eating carbs. Yeah. How's your sugar intake? I don't, I'm not eating any sugar. No. I'm not eating any sugar. So no starches. Uh, very careful with what vegetables I'm eating. Now, now, the keto thing I said I was going to do for about I'm going to do it about two months. Try to go 60 days with that and uh, then go over probably to Mediterranean because I like to eat fish. I like eating those type of, of vegetables and stuff like that. You know, I've upped my my intake of, of certain vegetables, but then you got to be careful because some vegetables are loaded with carbs. And know? the funny thing you said, because I believe is one of our sponsors today, Factor Delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, Factor's you, great. You brought it up on the... And I asked you, say, how is it? And you say, I just got my mom a box. Mm. So I got me. I was really afraid of the cauliflower rice. Yeah. Dude, that's some delicious it's good stuff. Dude. I've never had a meal from Factor that was bad. It was very interesting to see why people are pushing this no carbs yeah. kind of diet. Because if you think about it, back in the day, it was, oh, no carbs. What else am I going to eat? You know, yeah. bugs and cockroaches and like. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Yeah. But I feel like if you pair it with a nice recipe, that whole keto will be useful. The problem with me is I come from Puerto Rico, bread and rice mm-hmm. and plantains. Oh, that's, that's, that's the that's, staple. That's, I don't have any of those. I feel like. Well, I've always said that uh, all around the world, people, that's bread is their staple. But the issue is, and people have gotten mad at me, say, oh, you're making a bad thing out of wheat. No, no, it's, no, it's not that. No. It's not the wheat. It's the stuff they spray on the wheat and yes. the stuff they bleach it with and process it with and all the stuff. And that this they is send not conspiracy through. theory, like saying, no. oh, you know, we want to turn gay. No, 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 it's not that. It's, you're well, right about go, that. Go back to talking about the eggs. You crack, yeah. you crack a normal white egg. Your eggs don't come out of your chickens white. No. Not like that. Sorry. So you come out, it, you crack it, too, it pops out. You got a dull yolk. You take one of those brown eggs, poop, pop it open. Bam. It's bright. It's it, orange. And it tastes different. Yeah. It does taste yeah. very different. By the way, the eggs come out baby blue, mm-hmm. green, brown, dark brown, light brown. Those are some good, healthy eggs. Yeah. The white stuff... That's yeah. not healthy. This is real TV right here, Mark. This is real TV. Uh, Mark had a late night last night having to cover the election coverage. He's like, really? We're going to talk about what comes out of a we chicken's ass? We all had a late night. Yeah, that's true. We all did. Uh, I say this, uh, and I, I curse Whataburger because I went to Whataburger, and I went in, I got the triple cheeseburger with no bun. Okay. You know, because you got to eat a lot of protein and a lot of fat on keto. You got to have a lot of fat. Because what you're doing is you're teaching your body to burn fat instead of carbohydrates. Uh, and you just starve it of the carbohydrates. And your body naturally stores fat. That's why we get fat. Body stores fat because it goes into emergency mode of saying, okay, I'm going to keep this in case there's ever some kind of famine or something. Then I got something to burn. That's the slow burning fuel. So your body holds on to that stuff. So I go to Whataburger and I, and I, get, I get the cheeseburger and it's, you know, 
uh, it's just gross to eat it like that. You smear all the mayonnaise on top of it, and uh, it's just fat, fat, fat. And it's just, uh, you just can't even look at it. You just got to scarf it down. So it's a boring way to eat. It is. But, um, you know, they stuck a, a box of French fries in there. Oh. Bro, I ain't had. The devil's a liar. Yeah. <laughs> Get behind me, Satan. Uh, I could smell it. I pulled out, and I was like, they, there's French fries in this truck. Ooh. I could smell them. And I opened up, and they put them in their own little bag. Mm-hmm. And I had to. It was like trying to detonate a bomb without touching the wrong wire. I had to reach mm. past those French fries to get to that little cup of mayonnaise they stuck yeah. in there, and I wadded that thing up. Right. I took a picture of them. I took a picture of them, and I, and, I, and I sent it to CJ, and I said, these bastards. And she goes, she goes, oh, man. I sent it to Sarah Gonzalez, and she was like, don't you dare. And I was like, nope, already watered up. Because Sarah's kind of like your coach. She's kind of She like likes the, to pr- pr- she, pr- claim to be. Yeah, she's uh, kind of like the one that, she boss you know, lady. Keeping you, hey Chad, what did you eat today? Yeah, do you need some bacon? I, uh, but I like that's not even a temptation for me at this point. So CJ, she was like, uh, because literally, I feel so much better without the starches and the carbs that it's not even a temptation. So you know, CJ was like, you, you're a disciplined person. And I said, here's the way I'm wired. Hmm. When I make up my mind about something, it's made up, and it's very rare that I truly make up my mind about something that, mm. you know, that's why when people talk about my political viewpoints or my convictions or, you know, right to life, sanctity of life, my opinions on those kind of things. And I get a little dogmatic. People are like, damn, man, you really kind of pissing people off, stirring the pot. I'm like, no, I just, my mind's made up. My mind's made up. That's how I am. So you, you're, you're the definition of you can't teach old dog new tricks. Yeah. I, and, I, and that, and I'm in a whole get off my lawn phase of life. You are, you, you are, you know, I'm now, like, I ain't got no time for no you, bullshit. You, you, you about to hit 50 or you were 50 no i hit 50 here in three weeks okay yeah so is this whole keto and your mindset is this kind of i uh midlife crisis no or? i've already had four of those oh uh, you have four of those yeah, okay. I, i'm past all that too um i i am the least midlife ever now there's a lot of people because you know cj and i've been together for a while and she's she's a couple years younger than me she's not crazy younger than me but she's a lot prettier than me so a lot of people think that i just went out and got me a twinkie uh but uh you should feel like that's a compliment for her uh, it's, a, it's a compliment I, I take it you know for you and you, her yeah i mean i take it because hey i can still pull it but there you uh, go the uh you know she's uh she's a lot of work like if anybody was really wanting like they think that that's an easy relationship wow they've never been around cj that girl's a lot of work uh we're we're gonna be on uh we're heading to dc we're headed to uh we're gonna do tim pool's podcast uh timcast we're doing that uh, tomorrow night so uh that should be interesting like hmm. i don't know tim is that your first time with tim yeah i don't know him interesting and uh you know tim kind of lives in he's got a huge one of the biggest youtube channels are you doing the trailer or the Out house there, the house okay the house which i i mean the guy lives on like a compound yeah because i know he's been swatted like 15 times in, I the, can't last, wait. in yeah. the last two days you know 15 times the guy's been swatted <laughs> so it's going to be very interesting you know texas cowboy yeah i'll be know. the guy in the cowboy hat <laughs> uh but but he they, they, their producers reached out to cj and said we, we want both of you to come interesting and uh cj's like i don't have anything to offer and i'm like yes you do come on and, and people you know she gives herself a hard time because she she plays up that airhead thing pretty good but she's she's a pretty intelligent girl and uh yeah, get her going on a topic, and she 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 gets pretty loud and passionate about it. The girl's a lot of work, but anyway, you know my goal, Chris, is is I know that I'm turning fifty on December 9th. 
And December 10th, I have my birthday bash comedy show there in Spring, Texas. And what I'm going to do is, uh, what I'm going to do there is, uh, I told everybody like six months ago, I was like, I'm going to lose a ton of weight and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be looking good, just smooth for that deal. Well, I started and then I let it go. Mm-hmm. I was stress eating mm-hmm. and I was like, nope. And I, I'm, I'm going to live up to my I'm word. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. I'm look good yeah. when I get on stage. Yeah. And, I, and I, the 50th one, birthday bash. The, the one thing is I've never been to comedy shows. I know you've invited me, so it's on me. So probably for the 50th, I would like I, to well, see Well, I mean, I'll be here at Arlington Music Hall December yeah. 21st. Which is next we'll door to me. Yeah. I'm in Fort Worth, so I'm, yeah. I'm right there. I'm interested. Yeah. One thing. I'm going to let the cat out of the bag. One thing. There is a different side of you. You have about three different sides. Oh, God. The Chad Prather on TV mm-hmm. is a different Chad Prather stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. It's a different Chad Prather music chat. Oh, 100%. When yeah. I met Chad for the first time, that's when we did the Snowflake Awards. Yeah, I was thinking about that actually this morning. I was thinking about that too, and it came up on my memory. And I was thinking, I'm like, man, look at... And you... Not that you're not, but when people are introduced, oh, Chad, you know, Chad, he's a comedian. And I always call you Chad Prather. I didn't call you by the right name. <laughs> but I started to think about it. I was like, man, it is true. Chad has, he knows how to be that talk show host. He knows how to be that comedian. So I'm excited to see for your 50th. Yeah, you need to I'm excited to, to see that. Because like, everybody's like, everybody, oh, and then Chad, of course, the governor, you know, you yeah. run for governor. That was a completely different. I saw some of your speeches like that, and I was really like, that's a side of Chad that he needs to, yeah, needs to show a little bit more. You know how it is, yeah, exactly. Well, that's what they say. I don't know about that. That's that's way too serious for me. I uh, I had people. I did a live feed video yesterday, and somebody said, "Give us an election day joke," and I mm-hmm. said, "Well, that's easy, John Fetterman. Uh, that's that was the easiest one." But people are always saying, "Hey, hey, you know, tell us a joke. You do comedy, tell us a joke." And I was like, "Buy a ticket." Buy a ticket, I'll tell you all the jokes you want to hear. Yeah. I'll give you two hours worth. Yeah. And I believe, you know, Steve Dace is ready for you. He's looking at me over there like, dude, yeah, get off the couch. I know. I want to talk to Chad. I don't know if you guys realize what an intimidating creature Steve Dace is. Oh, for sure. He's looking at me with that red shirt, and I'm like, yeah. bro, election like, is like, over. Like, there's, let's there's, go. Like, when I first started watching Steve Dace, this has been a long time ago, I was like, this guy's a teddy bear. He's not a teddy bear. No. He's, he, he's one of those people that he's so smart. That when he walks into the room, you yeah. automatically feel dumb. Yeah, you, you know how that harmonic resonance, you know, like if you hit a tuning fork on that side of the room, the tuning fork over here will pick up the vibration. Yep. His brain vibrates so hard with intelligence that when he walks in, mine just goes numb. <laughs> There's nothing to vibrate back. Like does not attract like in that regard. So, yeah, we'll bring him on for this next segment. Hey, if you want to know what the left's real plan is for your kids. Just look at the reaction to the work Patriot Mobile did in multiple school districts in Texas. The left is losing their minds. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider and a force for conservative values. This is because they take a portion of your bill and fund conservative causes and candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and guess what? They're winning. Patriot Mobile has affordable plans for you, your family, even your business. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers because they use multiple major networks. Plus, you're supporting conservative values with every single call. Go to uh, PatriotMobile.com. PatriotMobile.com slash chat. Or you can call them, 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with offer code C-H-A-D. I spell it Chad. Special discounts are also available for veterans and first responders. Join our movement. Make the switch today. And a difference tomorrow. PatriotMobile.com slash Chad. PatriotMobile.com slash Chad. Call them up. 972-PATRIOT. We'll be right back. 
All right, uh, welcome back. The guy that needs no introduction around here, that's for certain, that's for sure. Steve Dace is in the hot seat. Steve, welcome to the show. How are things in Iowa? I love this time of year. It's the fall. You know, it's my favorite time of year. Um, Iowa's a great place to live eight and a half months out of the year. (laughs) <laughs> all right and, or maybe nine and a half months eh, eight yeah. and a half and then there's two and a half months that are utter desolation yeah that'll have you cursing the four winds yeah. and as i get older i have you know less and less tolerance for the winter you know i love it during the holidays you know i'm a big christmas slap yeah okay uh, uh but then january 2nd i'm i'm ready to get out I uh, I've done shows in Des Moines over the years. I've done shows in Dubuque. You're in Des Moines. Yep. Um, somebody told me that that, that Dubuque was like a, the setting, like they copied for uh, the what is that show? The Winter is Coming show, like the oh, you're talking that, about uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah. That they, they was that guy from there or something? I have no I idea. But that. that's funny. I had an Uber driver who if told that's me even that. Even just a descriptive uh, characterization of what winter is like there. That's. <laughs> Well put. I had yes. an Uber driver there. He said, yeah, you know, the creator of this thing, he's from Dubuque, and he created, like, landscapes where, like, the cliffs there. And I was like, okay, well, that's interesting. Uh, but I Captain sh- Kirk is from Riverside, Iowa. Come on. Absolutely true. In, in Star Trek lore, <laughs> Captain Kirk is born in, in Riverside, Iowa. That's absolutely Somewhere true. Somewhere in the deep recesses, and I'm not a Trekkie at all. Somewhere in those, the deep in those bowels. That seems to be uh, something I recollect. Yeah. In fact, when J.J. Abrams did the reboot in 2009, the scenes with young Kirk where he steals the vintage car and nearly drives over the yeah, cliff, yeah, yeah. that that stuff takes place in Riverside, Iowa. He honored that, that How lineage. Funny is that? Yeah. No, I, uh, I've got a show coming up in uh, Ottomwa. Yeah, about an hour uh, and a half de- from de- where I live. December 3rd, kind of right in the middle of, right? Somewhat in the middle between like, Dubuque and Des Moines. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and so going to be there at uh, watchchad.com. Come see the show. Uh, your book, Nefarious Plot, mm-hmm. uh, incredible stuff. I mean, I, I read, let's back up. First of all, let me say thank you for absolutely not taking one apologetic step back in your attack of Anthony Fauci, the mm. biggest piece of garbage that potentially has crossed, at least in the last 50 years of human history. I mean, the guy's trash. Uh, it, in your in your book, in your Fourth Reich book, uh, this, I mean, you've basically called for Nuremberg trials mm-hmm. and uh, unapologetically, and I'm I'm in a hundred percent agreement with you. What kind of blowback have you gotten from that? I thought I would get a lot more. Um, you know, the book releases in in January or February, early yeah. February. Yeah. And when we were originally going to title it. Um, never, never again, like the Holocaust. So, um, my co-author, Daniel Horowitz, who's our colleague here at Blaze, the Blaze, him and I wrote it together. We were originally going to call it that. And then one of the women that we interviewed for the book, Vera Sharav, who's one of the last remaining American Holocaust survivors. She actually has a book that just came out called Never Again Is Now, talking about what happened during COVID mm-hmm. and the parallels she saw. And she asked us to not title it that in, in def- deference yeah, to her. We enough. said, absolutely. So then we struggled to come up with another, another name. Okay. And I suggested to our publisher, we call it Rise of the Fourth Reich, and they balked right away. <laughs> All right. Which you can imagine why. Sure. And, and so, and this is where the idea of releasing the introduction, we put it out a few months ago. This is where it came from. And I, I said to our publisher, I said, tell you what, we're framing it like a court proceeding. We will, when we finish the opening statement that lays out our case, we'll send it to you, all right? 
and everything in there is footnoted and everything else. And if you still don't, th- if you still think Rise of the Fourth Reich is going too far, we'll come up with something else. They said deal. All right. So we finished the opening statement, and that's what people can read now for free at trials and execution. So trials, <laughs> plural, and execution, singular. Trialsandexecution.com. That's where you can go, and we'll send you put in your email. We'll send you a PDF of the opening argument. Yeah. All right. It's got the opening argument has something like a you know an incredible. I can't even remember how many footnotes it has. Okay. They read the opening argument, Chad, and our publisher came back to us and said, on second thought. We thought maybe the book should be titled "Our Ancestors Shot Redcoats for Less Than This," okay? <laughs> and 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 we went along. We went with the title "Rise of the Fourth Reich." Right. And I think I I didn't get as much blowback because I don't. I even though I've ended up in places that I think a lot of people would feel are maybe anywhere from extreme to provocative, I took a very measured approach in arriving at these conclusions, like. The the I didn't know what an Anthony, Anthony Fauci was until March of 2020, mm-hmm. but I'm a total depravity kind of guy. <clears throat> right. The minute you come at me with this person's above reproach, this person's infallible. Yeah. All right. My total depravity. Some people have gaydar. I've got total depravity dar. <laughs> My total depravity dar goes off right away, thinking yeah. no, no such thing. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory, brother, okay? No such thing as the national treasure above reproach. That person does not exist. Yeah. And, and, and they interrupt you. That's why I've always said one of my life principles is never pick a hero that's still alive. I, absolutely. I tried that. Then Ravi Zacharias happened. <laughs> yeah, now no. I'm just thinking I can't even have dead can't heroes even have now. Dead heroes. Yes. That's right, yeah. But, uh, uh, and so right away I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't, I don't buy into this, but I'm just going to ask questions because I'm out of my element. I did not get into this business. Okay, to know what a lipid nanoparticle was. Right. I didn't get into this business to know, um, you know, to to read vaccine trial data. I never envisioned in a million years that I'd be doing stuff like this. And so I also had to have a, a lot of humility and understanding. I'm way out of my element. I've I've got to I've got to essentially learn college, and 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 you know, uh, almost master's level biology and virology and physiology on the fly. Yeah. While I'm talking about this, otherwise. I mean, I be, forget getting us all demonetized. I could get us all Alex Jones, the right. entire platform. Exactly. If yeah. I'm wrong about stuff that is a life and death situation, it could be life and death for the blaze. And so one of the first things I did, I don't know that I've ever said this publicly, so I'll say it to you. One of the first things I did is I went to our two grand poobahs here, Tyler and Gaston, before mm-hmm. I ever truly publicly began to push back on this. And I brought my thoughts to them. Because I thought to myself, if, 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 first of all, it's their company. And I could really risk a lot and rebrand us in a negative way if I'm way out of, way wrong. Secondly, um, if I can't convince them, then why, why would I be able to convince anybody else? Yeah. And so we spent like the first weekend of lockdowns, the three of us were on the phone a lot, going over data, the stuff I was seeing. And what's kind of funny now is, is over two and a half years later, Tyler is so red-pilled now. A hundred percent, Tyler. That, that, that he, I, he sends me stuff, and I'm like, I don't know, dude. That seems I, really gotten radical. Caught, I've okay. gotten caught in the parking lot with Tyler as he starts yes. spilling stuff, and I'm like, yeah. dude, I, I got to go home. Yes. I mean, he has gotten so red-pilled now that he has, he's gone beyond even my yeah. information level yeah. on, on this subject matter. <laughs> and so I think the fact that I did not just jump to that conclusion, but allowed events to play out and, and let the data you know, 
I didn't serve a wine before its time, as they used to say in the ads when right. we were kids. I, I think that by I, people at least understand, I have not come to these provocative conclusions for rhetorical flourish or, you mm -hmm. know, uh, on a whim. That that's the only proper historical response to what has actually been done to our civilization. It's I, it, it, here's the scary thing. Here's the scary thing. So you've probably seen it, or maybe you've read, but you've at least seen this Atlantic article by Emily Oster who said we want amnesty. Oh, the amnesty it's time one, yeah. for a pandemic amnesty, right? Yeah. Absolutely not. No, we're not forgetting it. We're not forgiving. Again, it's, people say, well, you need to forgive. Is Christ forget? No, 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 no. Here's the deal. You, you want to forgive an individual. You want to forgive Aunt Sally for not letting you come to Christmas dinner because mm -hmm. you weren't vaccinated or willing to wear a mm -hmm. mask. You, you, that's on you. That's between you, God, and Aunt Sally. Mm -hmm. But when you look at the systems of man that were marshaled against people who said with common sense, this, this, something about this isn't right. Mm -hmm. Let's come let us reason together. And, and you canceled us. You shut us down and all this kind of stuff. To me, that is a ploy of saying, okay, we were wrong. We were, some of us were in the dark. We erred on the side of ignorance. We're willing to say that. We're not We're not asking for your forgiveness. We're, we're just forgiving ourselves, basically, and hopefully you'll get on board with that. Yes. And my thing is, it was almost like a test run because I look at this and I go, what's to keep them from doing it again? And, and you know, they talk about what in Boston they came up with a strain that there is it's going to kill everybody. You know, why are you going to create something like that? Well, they mm -hmm. released that. They already know who's not going to take a vaccine, mm -hmm. quote, unquote, vaccine. Mm -hmm. So who's to say they can't release something that just absolutely wipes us out? Mm -hmm. See, that's where my brain goes mm -hmm. when I think of the total depravity mm -hmm. and the man's inhumanity to man. Mm -hmm. Of if, if they really want to control population, they really want to decimate the people who disagree with them. They already know who are going to be the naysayers when it comes to the... That's what know. the military mandates are about. Yeah. You're purging. You're going to find... You're finding out who will follow orders if we tell them to shoot and fire on their countrymen. Who who will comply mm. at that level? Because if you hand over your bodily autonomy fully, yeah. then your conscience goes with it. So yeah. that's what that's what all these things are about. They're sifting. That's what the election this week was. It's a clarification. Where are we? Who's on what side? Mm. Uh, it's it. There's a mass sifting of western civilization happening as we speak and covid is the harvest of that all of these elements and the and the spirit of the age has sought for for decades they tried it with abortion and that's a very and i mean you got you know my story i'm very staunchly pro-life but the reality is unless you are in a crisis pregnancy or someone you know or care about is Abortion's not an issue that's personal to you. Right. Climate change, not an issue that's personal to most people. They don't believe the 10-day forecast, let alone the 10,000-year forecast, okay? <laughs> so most, most of their issues aren't that, they, that they, they've tried to make very divisive in our culture are not personal to most people's everyday experience yeah. or they're things they can opt out of, okay? They finally found something, that home-to-home, Kitchen table to kitchen table, church to church, mm -hmm. business to business, relationship to relationship. They finally found an issue that became personal on a molecular level to everybody, okay? Made everybody feel the pain. Everybody feel the coercive power and force of government. Yeah. And that's a playbook they're going to follow again in the future. You bet your ass. All right. Let's be free market capitalists while we can. Uh, I want to go to a break. I'm going to steal a little bit more of your time because I do want to talk about nefarious plot. Okay. I want to talk about what's coming.
Uh, let me sell something here. Uh, for years, you've heard me talk about iTarget. And if you have one, I'm about to take you to a whole other level. Uh, if you haven't heard about it, look, there's a, you need to get iTarget Pro. But there's a new product that's something you need to get as well. Have you ever seen those competitive shooter practice timing drills on the range? Imagine being able to do that at home uh, anytime you want. And you don't even have to spend a dime on ammo. That's that's what this new iTarget Cube is all about. The iTarget Cube is fully compatible with your existing laser bullets. And uh, you can buy one or upgrade to the three-pack for a truly unique training experience. You can compete with your friends, practice clearing drills, or use random mode to test your ability to react, all the while the system times every shot you take. And right now, get your 10% plus free shipping when you use offer code CHAD, I spell it CHAD, when you go to itargetpro.com. Itarget comes in all the calibers from 9mm to 223, so pretty much every firearm you own is covered. Uh, this is the easiest, most cost-effective way to train and pays for itself in a single day. It's the letter I, targetpro.com. Itargetpro.com, use offer code CHAD. We'll be right back. All right, so I'm, uh, you know, I'm humbly minding my own business here. I walk into my uh, dressing room here at the Blaze. It's uh, it's exquisite in there, complete with a lot of dirty laundry, and uh, there's, there's there's a package that's sitting there waiting for me, and uh, it's from my buddy Steve Dace. And I open it up, and it's it's his little his little uh, it's an incredible little piece of fiction that's not so fictitious. Uh, called a nefarious plot and uh, phenomenal book, and they're making it into a movie. This we is awesome. We just finished the movie version. I I was in Washington D.C. promoting my very first book, and I'm in the shower, and I get an idea um, that pops into my head. This book is dedicated to all the useful idiots out there, <laughs> be, who, be, especially those of you who had no idea you were being used all this time. For you proved to be the most useful idiots of them all. Yeah. nefarious and i started toying around with that and i'm like what if we turn that this from here into a screw tape letters like story but instead of the tempting of an individual mm. or individuals an entire culture the takedown of an entire culture so i go out do some pr i come back to my hotel that night and i start writing the introduction and that introduction ends up becoming this book called a nefarious plot where a a lore, a demon general from hell named Lord Nefarious, was tasked by the devil with the destruction of America. And in his book, he lays out how he did it, who he did it through, names, names, you know from the book, it names, names, yeah. connects every dot. And and he puts it in writing, not like you know the, the snidely whiplash villain, now that I have you captured, let me show you my plan. The point is that we will reject it, we'll ignore it, we'll think it's conspiracy theory, silly, we won't uh, take it seriously and that's how he'll convince his master the devil he's writing for the audience of the devil we're not the audience his master is mm. and the fact that he will put his name even on it and we are so far gone we won't see what's coming is how he'll convince his master the devil that his plot to take america down has succeeded and is irre irreversible and um I, I was just kind of coming up at the time and the book did okay for, you know, the size of my platform, but right. it wasn't like a bestseller or anything. And uh, six months after the book came out, I get a call out of the blue from a guy at the time I did not know named Glenn Beck, mm. who said a mutual friend of ours gave me your book, A Nefarious Plot, man. And it rocked my world. Like, I think it's like C.S. Lewis good, he said, which is, you know, high yeah. praise. And he's like, uh, do you want to come on my show here soon and talk about it with my audience? 
I'm like, no, I don't want 10 million people to know about a book I wrote. <laughs> of course not. You know, so uh, I was on a show about a week later and uh, driving around Burbank, California that morning, you know, so it's nine o'clock, you know, Eastern, it's or central, it's seven o'clock out there. So he's driving around, dropping, just dropping his kids off, running his errands, a guy named Chris Jones. And he works for a company called Believe Entertainment that had just gotten done uh, with what was at the time one of the highest grossing Christian movies of all time, God's Not Dead. And they were getting ready to do their next film, which was um, uh, the film adaptation of Abby Johnson's Planned Parenthood memoir, Unplanned. Mm -hmm. And they were in pre-production for that, but they had always wanted to do omen-like Frank Peretti, if you remember those novels sure. from when we were kids, like real spiritual horror that will scare the hell out of people, mm -hmm. okay? And but but what's the subject matter that honestly depicts evil but doesn't glorify it? That's kind of a tough needle to thread, right? Sure it is, yeah. So that was kind of a dream they had, but something they could they weren't sure they'd ever be able to do. Chris is driving around, listen to Beck. He hears me talking about this book. He's like, "All right, I'm going back to the office before the my partners get there. I'm going to buy the Kindle and let's see if this book is that good." By the time they had gotten to work that morning, he had, the office that morning, he almost read the entire book. He couldn't mm -hmm. put it down. And uh, his two directors and screenwriters, Carrie Solomon and Chuck Consulman, they came into the office and he goes, I know, you know, we're, we're just beginning our next project, but I think we finally have the horror film we've always wanted to do. You guys wow. got to read this. So they start reading a nefarious plot. About a week later, I'm in the basement uh, in the man cave after I put the kids to bed. My wife's at a church retreat and I'm playing, I'm winding down playing Madden. Okay. Yeah. And my phone goes off. And it's a it's an email. Hey, uh, my name's Carrie Solomon from and Believe Entertainment. We want to buy the movie rights to your book. I thought it was like a troll, like a Nigerian prince or something, you know. And so <laughs> I deleted it and went back to playing my dynasty or my franchise mode on uh, on Madden. Right. And a little small voice in the back of my head was like, eh, I might want to reevaluate that decision and just look at that email again. So I went back into my, you know, spam or my trash bin and I got the email out and I at least looked them up. Are these people actually real people? Do they exist? And right. it turns out they did exist. And uh, by Christmas we had uh, of that year, we had signed the movie deal. Uh, they spent the next couple of years working on Unplanned and then took about a, you know, a year off after that film to unwind. And the minute that California reopened in June of 2020, or tried to reopen, I flew out to Hollywood, we, and we began storyboarding the movie, and uh, we filmed it last year in Oklahoma City at a maximum security prison, mm. and at a massive soundstage in downtown Oklahoma City. We finished filming it here uh, in Dallas after Christmas, and um, we just finished production of the film, post-production, everything and uh, we're going to start distribution conversations after Thanksgiving. I've seen the rough cut. Yeah. And the movie's really good. That's awesome. Sean Patrick Flannery as Nefarious is, it's Jack Nicholson and The Shining kind of stuff. Mm. Okay. And, and you know me, I'm a pretty straight shooter. All right. My company funded the making of the film because we wanted control over the message. We didn't want to let a studio tell us to water right. it down. So, you know, we made this movie for three and a half million dollars. That's pretty cheap. Okay. Sure. So there are going to be places where you're going to be able to tell, well, that's what the difference between a three and a half and a $30 million sure. movie is. Yeah. All right. Maybe the extras might've been a little better. This set might've looked better, but think of the Cincinnati Bengals last year. Mm -hmm. Okay. Offensive line was okay. Defense was better than average. 
but where they had to be great, where was the most important place for them to be great is the most important position on the field. And because they had that at quarterback, they were one first down away from maybe winning the Super Bowl. Despite the fact they had some other areas on the team, and in the NFL, in a salary cap era, no one has a, a dominant team, right. right? That's kind of the way I, I look at our film. There are places where, if you're a trained eye, you will see, eh, I can see where the $3.5 million came in. Yeah. But where it needs to be great with Flannery's performance as nefarious, and he is going to take y'all to church. Nice. And he is going through, he is going to provide this culture, the spanking and the reckoning it so desperately deserves. See, he that he he's the Joe Burrow of the operation. That's awesome. And his performance is so great that most people won't even pick up on a couple of things where he had to maybe cut a corner there or make something work there. It's it's extraordinary his performance. And uh, on a spiritual level, I have I, I showed it to a focus group uh, almost a month ago. Cops, um, you know, drywallers. Regular guys. Yeah. And I'm watching guys, these guys are crying. It's breaking them. Mm. What's going on in this movie? What, what, and, and the thing that we do in the movie that I think is smart is do you remember a movie in the 90s called Primal Fear? Yeah. All right. That was Edward Norton's kind of star making vehicle. The movies, our our premise, yeah, is a little bit similar. So Mm -hmm. the way we're adapting the movie is the movie is the prequel to the book, it shows you where the book came from. All right. And so there's a serial killer on death row named Edward Wayne Brady, one of the worst in American history, a cultic ritualistic serial killer. And on the day he's finally to be executed, he tries one last emergency appeal that he was demonically possessed and didn't do these of his right mind. And so everybody thinks this is a scam. It's, we're going to check the box and the court appoints a, a psychiatrist to come in and evaluate him. Uh, and much of the movie will be this evaluation in real time. Mm. And instead of putting a priest or a pastor in there and doing the classic light versus dark, we didn't do that. Mm. We thought, let's put someone who's a disciple of the spirit of the age in there. And let's watch him get literally demonically discipled. Mm. Let's watch him come to face to face with the reality of where every crappy idea he's ever had that makes him think he's so smart, so enlightened, so certain that he knows the order of things and how the universe operates. Mm. Let's make him come face to face with his dark Yoda because most of the culture is more like him. Yeah. And and let's let's have it be a true reckoning where he has to he has to learn that there is more going on in the universe than he expected and watching watching that interaction take place and what nefarious will do to him by the end of the film it's pretty captivating actually yeah. i can't watch i can't wait to watch it i want to i want to be a part of the screening when you bring it down here i so. think we're going to bring it down here next month actually i'll be here yeah steve dace everybody uh if you haven't read nefarious plot you need to go ahead and get the book and uh be on the lookout for uh the rise of the fourth reich that's going to be coming out couple more months so thanks buddy thanks you bet, for man. coming on appreciate it uh let's see friends if the unthinkable happens any day now are you prepared do you have a good stockpile of emergency food now's the time to stock up before it's too late go to preparewithchad.com i'll get you 250 dollars off on a three-month emergency food kit from my patriot supply it's going to get you uh, all the meals you need throughout the day and uh, that kit is going to feed one person for three months the food's going to stay fresh for up to 25 years but the way things look you're not going to have to wait that long so don't waste your time 
Order today, especially at this great price, the lowest in three years. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest preparedness company, and they want to help American families be prepared for what's coming. Go to preparewithchad.com, save to $250 per kit. Your order is going to ship fast and free. It's going to arrive in unmarked boxes. Discreet for your privacy. Go to preparewithchad.com today. That's preparewithchad.com, and we'll be right back. All right, I had to delay it for a minute, but I still want to wax eloquent. Let me tell you something. If you wanted to try to get me on board for allowing illegal immigrants to pour through our southern border, the best way you could possibly do it would be to show me a video like the one we're about to show of a young lady down in old Mexico proffering her wares to the entire stadium. Fellas, have you ever, and I mean ever, been at a sporting event where an attractive woman decided that her response to her team scoring was going to be hauling out her titties and shaking them around? As much as I suspect making that kind of thing a regular occurrence would propel the popularity of sporting events to previously unfounded heights, the truth of the matter is that it doesn't happen all that often. Uh, more is a pity uh, because the old girl pulled out a pair of the kind of sweater puppies that would make a grown man cry. Well, there's good news and there's bad news, folks. The bad news is Carla Garza, the human smoke show, is now banned from the soccer stadium in which she did her little flash dance uh, and flesh dance. Apparently, the stadium authorities had neither the patience nor the forethought to invite her back to the next game and publicized that she was going to be there in advance or alternatively or alternately i should say they have policies against doing anything you know fun at any rate the good news is she's on only fans now and for the low cost of only 14 dollars a month you can follow her i'm not at liberty to disclose whether or not i will <laughs> or already have or got two subscriptions or whatever but suffice to say i admire the entrepreneurial spirit she's displaying almost as much as i like everything else she's displaying uh, oh now chris you're our resident Latinx, Latinx, whatever it is. You got this girl's phone number, bro? I mean, y'all know, y'all all know each other, right? Come on. Uh, don't tell me you're not related to her somehow. Folks, uh, she went from flashing tens of thousands of people to taking selfies after the game to creating her own business essentially out of that situation. And, hey, maybe you don't care much for the idea of public nudity at a game where there are undoubtedly children watching. And I agree with you while steadfastly maintaining that I would have loved to have been there. Because I am a kid at heart. After all, not one person had the courage to go over and play motorboat with that poor girl. I mean, she looked lonely. This is why you lost the war, Mexico. But even if you don't approve of the way in which this girl got started doing what she's doing now, you got to admit that's one hell of a way to cash in on a weird situation. I mean, if you're going to show people the goods anyway, you may as well you know, not do it for free. Am I right? And as usual, all of this has gotten me thinking. I believe it may be time for me to attend my own sporting event, after which I also will set up an OnlyFans account. I may have been doing keto for a while now but if you don't think i've got a you've still got a decent rack under this shirt you got another thing coming i got a solid a cup working in fact i may have to use the reverse model which is basically people paying a monthly fee for me not to take my clothes off on camera i indeed am my only fan but blackmail is just as good as bribery when it comes to the business world so you do what you got to do and if someone forgets to pay for a month well I, I guess you're gonna find out real soon that the media doesn't make you censor nipples if they're hairy Sarah Gonzalez, surely you got this girl's number, right? I, sorry, I don't. No? Oh, well, that's good. You're off the show. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we got a couple of minutes here. Got it, about a minute here. Right? Tell me, you, you went the other day mm-hmm. on election day. Yesterday, you mm-hmm. went to the Beto rally. How'd that go? Wonderful. I mean, <laughs> not if you're not if you're Beto. He got trolled the whole time. It was great for me. I, don't you, I mean, don't you want to feel sorry for the guy a little no, bit? No, not at I all. I don't. Not at no. all. No. Wait, wait, let me think about it. 
Still no. <laughs> no. No. He's a putz. He is the worst. And I, I hope he, I hope he, you know, uh, he's a putz. He is the worst. And, you know, I, I just don't, I, I think he's like a, a tumor. I don't think the guy's ever just going to be gone, no matter he what. He can't take the hint. No. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, I'm glad you're safe. Thank you. Through all this election season, putting yourself out there. Thank you for doing what you've done. I appreciate you have fought that. for children. That fight fight is not over with, but yeah. you have definitely fought through this process. You've shown up at a lot of different rallies and polling places. And uh, look at my titties right now. I got them. They're, they're, they're hairy, so you can show they're them. Hairy, I can you show just them. Said. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Oh, I'm not bold. Well, what the hell did I come here for? I thought we were gonna see some. There it is. You get your beads later. <laughs> Ooh, we're out of control. I think I'm delirious after being up all night. I was going to say, I think uh, we're just really tired. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I haven't, I haven't wanted to talk. I don't, I, we've talked about, we talked about chicken eggs in the beginning of this show. We took Steve Dace, who is a chicken egg. Uh, <laughs> Steve's that little chicken hawk. Mean? I'm a chicken hawk. <laughs> Except he will kick your ass. I love Steve. Uh, yeah. He's the coolest nerd there is. Yeah, I, I, the whole time I, I he was sitting there, though, whole time he's sitting there, he's wearing his nice, he's got his button-down shirt. You know he's lost like 100 pounds. Yeah, he looks great. And so he's got his khakis on, he's got his dress shoes, and he's got white socks. <laughs> <laughs> he's got white socks. I love Steve. Some things you just can't change about. I love you know? Steve. But you know what? Here's a guy that, and I hope his movie, Nefarious Plot, I hope it makes him $30, $50 million. I'd really do. Because he here's the it. thing about Steve, he will be the exact same person. Yes, yeah, yes. He'll be the he exact it. same yep. person. yep. That he is right now today. Well, and it's it's great because he was saying the same things that we were saying throughout the beginning of 2020 and the entirety of the pandemic, except he said it way smarter than we did. Way smarter. So, so well. <laughs> so, so no question about it. I want to be that smart one day. Yeah. Uh, hey, my holidays are jam-packed. Luckily, Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals make it easy to fuel up fast when I'm on the go, and I save time with meals delivered ready to eat uh, in just two minutes. I mean, heat them right up in the microwave. Factor now offers 34 meals per week and uh, 36-plus add-on options like smoothies, juices, snacks, uh, a whole lot to keep you going no matter what you got going on. It's cheaper than dining out. Put the money you save towards holiday fun and you time. And thanks to Factor's commitment to ingredients with integrity, you can enjoy flavorful, chef-crafted meals guilt-free. I promise you I've had all their meals. Every single one of them is I swear to you, delicious, incredible. Uh, if you need a special occasion meal, Gourmet Plus is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options done easy. And when things get hectic during the holidays, Factor is flexible. Change your order up every week. You can get from four to 18 meals a week, so you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime you need. Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Save me so much time on planning and cleanup. Uh, fully enjoy the holidays without wasting hours in the kitchen. Not only does Factor offer fast, simple solutions uh, when you're too busy to cook, they also help you stay on top of your goals. They they got the protein plus meals they got keto uh and you can stay on track it's definitely going to come in handy during the holidays factor has everything you need for a week of flavorful nutritious eats in addition to ready to eat meals they have the cold pressed juices the smoothies the energy bites the uh, extra protein veggie sides and a whole lot more to keep you energized during these frantic holiday times uh listen this is uh, it's good stuff. I want you to go to go.factor75.com. Go.factor75.com uh, slash Chad60. Use code Chad60. Get 60% off your first box. That's uh, code Chad60 at go.factor75.com slash Chad60 to get 60% off your first box. We'll be right back.
All right, guys, uh, I'm headed over to Quincy, Illinois this weekend. Next week, I'm going to be in Port Charlotte, Florida, four nights, five shows at the Vasani Theater. Annual trip over there. And as you heard me say to Steve, going to be in Ottumwa, Iowa, December 3rd. So, uh, yeah, watch Chad.com where all the fun stuff is. Don't forget, shop com as well as uh, AmericanBeautyBySarah.com. Help us make a little money, yeah. y'all. Come on. Come on. And, uh, man, I tell you what. You've had all the Blaze in your life you can handle this week. We're going to give you some more. Make sure you're signed up at blaze.com slash Chad for overtime this week. We'll see you then. Love you. Bye.